Hey, good afternoon, everybody. I'm so glad you tuned in again to Cheryl's Get Your Life Back podcast. I'm so excited. It's sunny here today. A lot of you know that I moved to Georgia, so I'm still getting settled. But what I do like is that the weather is more, we have more longer, warmer months than we did in New York and even in Virginia. And so that's a good thing because I actually love the warm temperature better. Then I do the cold. I don't mind the different seasons, but when you start dealing with snow, cleaning up the ice, and being a single female now, <laughs> I gotta go out there and shovel that stuff. So I love the warm, you know, warm weather. So anyway, I hope you guys are doing well. If you are not following my channel on YouTube, please like and subscribe and do share because I do like to share a lot of things that's focused on life purpose you know, elevating your life, living a more peaceful and meaningful life. And I believe in living with intention and living on purpose because I truly believe people are happier when they do what they love or when they, you know, they're operating in their passion and in their purpose because it serves you and you serve other people at the same time. So you get joy out of, you get a sense of gratitude. And so that's what I do always. And so that's why I named this channel, Get Your Life Back as well, because I've been through, you know, different struggles in life where I'm literally trying to put the pieces of my life back together. But in the midst of it all, the main thing that mattered to me was having peace, having peace in my life. And if that means deleting people, getting people, remove myself away from toxic people, toxic environment, that's exactly what I did. And so what I do is help other people get their life back. I teach other people how to live on purpose. And I teach other people, for those of you who knew who are new to my channel, to dig into yourself and identify what is your strength, what is your passion, and kind of find out what your purpose is, what gives you energy, what makes you smile and gives you a sense of joy in your spirit when you're doing it. And that is one indicator that that is your passion and, and may lead you to your purpose. All right, so today I'm so excited because I have a new guest and this young man, uh, I just love the relationship he has with his daughter. I've seen him on another podcast, my dear future wifey podcast with Lataris. I love his podcast. I'm actually a fan of his as well. And I came across the interview that he had and it had a lot to do with uh, my guest, Jai, <laughs> I'm going to introduce him in a minute, his relationship with his daughter and the bonding and just um, just being involved and emotionally involved father, because a lot of times, even though it should be something common, you don't see it all the time. So a lot of women like me get excited when we see fathers with their daughters, because a lot of us didn't have that type of relationship with our dads. And so we grow up with these issues, sometimes insecurity, some our, our lack of self-esteem, a lot of times is tied to the void that we experience in our life because our fathers wasn't involved, or we may have had the presence of our fathers, but they didn't learn how to be emotionally connected to us. But they loved us, right? They took care of us. I mean, that was their love language. That's what they was taught. Put food on the table, keep a roof over our heads, you know, supply our needs. And for them, that's what they, all they knew about loving their family and protecting their family. But we were missing the emotional connection, that affirmation that fathers give their daughters. When fathers build their daughters up, I'm going to get into it in a little bit because I did a study on this. Their daughters tend to grow up having higher self-esteem and higher confidence because that male figure and they like built them up. And that's the thing I saw about Jai and his, um, I'm saying your name right, right? Yes. Yes, yes good. <laughs> I don't want to jack anybody's name up. That's one thing I noticed when he was with his daughter on the podcast because she was on there with him. And she's a lovely young lady, beautiful young girl. And I already know that she's going to grow up having a good, healthy self-esteem, a good self-concept about herself, um, a higher level of intelligence and self-awareness, because that's exactly what's going to be the fruits of the presence of having her dad. So Jai, I thank you so much for joining my podcast and accepting to be a guest. I just jumped out on the lamp. I came up in this DM, yes I did. <laughs> and I told him I watched the podcast and I'm passionate about this topic. And so I wanted you to be my guest today and, and talk more about this. And you know I wanna inspire other fathers and mothers to allow their dads, cause you know, you got the other issue where, now it's different if the father's toxic, we know that's bad. But if the father can be involved in his children, son and daughter, because this is for the sons too, um, it's actually a help to the women. It's actually a help even if you're co-parenting to allow the father to be involved, especially when they want to. It's not about the money, moving the money away, because when that child grew up, we're not even thinking about that. We want to be able to have the memories. My dad was there. My father came, you know, to meet me. So thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. 
Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm going to talk a little bit. I'm going to dig a little deep about, I want John to explain more about who he is, you know, what he does, and then we're going to get into the relationship he has with his daughter. And, and then we're just going to take it from there. And it's, you know, everything I do is led by the spirit. So I want God to have his way. I want him to lead and to guide us. And I want us to be a blessing to those of you who are listening and watching this podcast. So John, you know, today's my topic, I had to write it down so I ain't going to forget it. So it's so long, but it's really the positive impact that a father has in the presence of his daughter or the presence of a father on their daughter's life and how it impacts their self-esteem and their confidence. And I know it does. I will say that I had both my biological father and my stepfather really in my life, but still, you know, they didn't grow up like how a lot of fathers are learning now about how important it is to build relationships with their daughter, take them on a first date, like do all those things to teach them how a man should treat them so that they have an ideal you know, okay, well, my dad treated me this way. Because you know how the saying is, um, a lot of times women look for their fathers and men or something that resembles their dad. And so that could be negative or positive. <laughs> right? So we talking about the positive. And then, so we need that emotional connection, those real talks. And our fathers just to keep it real, what to watch out for, like all the red lights, all the red flags that we, that we sometimes don't know about. And so I do want to discuss... Um, uh, what do I start? Well, tell us first of all about you and then I guess you and your daughter's relationship. Like how do you bond with her? The things you do to bond with your daughter. Oh, wow. Uh, well, again, my name is Jai Holiday. Uh, I'm originally from Denver, Colorado, but I now reside in Texas. I've uh, been down here for, uh, wow, over a Hi. decade for sure. Yeah, came down for school and just never left. So it became second home. And I am a single father. Uh, I have an eight-year-old, eight-and-a-half-year-old daughter, excuse me. Uh, I've got to give her her points. i got to wow. yeah. be held yeah. accountable for that. But yeah. she is eight-and-a-half, and that's my mini-me. If anyone, you know, like you, has seen the Dear Future Wifey podcast, she's me without a beard. She is. <laughs> so, she's his twin. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that's been pretty much my, my sanctity, my, uh, my, my, my peace outside my body, outside my spirit in essence. And as far as our connection goes, I mean, other than right now, she's in the other room doing her creative time while I do my creative time, (laughs) but she's, she's in my hip pocket whenever I have her, we do uh, co-parent with her mom. Her mom is involved in her life, but as far as her and I relationship, I mean, if she's at home, she wants to be right up under me. If okay. we go out somewhere, she's right beside me at all times. And I mean, it's been that way since birth. That's honestly, it's a long story, but just to condense it really quick, she's the right. reason why I wear a beard. That's how she identified okay. me before she could even talk. So I kind of keep okay. that going for her. And I mean, just constantly talking to her, even when she was in in the womb, I was speaking. Yeah to her I was reading to her right. I was having conversations with her as if she could talk back uh, once she was born nothing changed I still had conversations with her as if she uh-huh. could talk back full sentences not the not the baby talk it right was, right you know, full <laughs> conversation and it's got to the point now where we literally have discussions we have conversations okay and in the event of having to parent you know I I don't have to you know, kind of yell and wag my finger. Right. And I move her to think about her decisions, think about her behaviors, think about the words. And that does more for holding her accountable than, you know, punishing her or like taking away something because it really moves her to recognize this wasn't a good idea. This wasn't a good move. This wasn't a good decision. And so with that, she will come to me with any and everything. If she has something on her mind, if she's feeling some kind of way, she's willing to come and talk to me. And I'm beyond honored to have that position because that was a focal point for me. I was the best with emotions growing up. And that was the focal point for me as an individual was being able to express my emotions beyond frustration and anger. And so making that kind of the, the tunnel vision focal point for you know raising my daughter it's 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 proven well so far 
Right. I love the fact you said two things, the, the emotional regulation, but then treating a safe space for her to be able to come to you and talk. That is so important because, you know, again, going back to certain generations to talk to dad was that negative feel like, oh, my God, I don't want to talk to dad. Because, you know, because men, a lot of times, not all men, but a lot of men, a lot of our grandfathers, should I say, didn't have that type of emotional intelligence on that level. A lot of them didn't have that. And so for them, because of their own fear or back then it was taboo to talk about certain things, they just kind of repressed stuff. But you know what that did to a lot of us? <laughs> that was dysfunctional. So now when we get older, we don't even know how to interact with the opposite sex the right way. It affects the way we communicate. And then you you mentioned about being learning how to be emotionally um, regulated yourself. So she can see you as a man and a father who knows how to have a conversation with her without yelling and screaming and flying off the handle and being verbally um, abusive, right? Or emotionally abusive. And so she's going to look for that, you know, you able to cope. And, and even if you express to her, this is not a great time. Daddy needs to relax and cool down. That's still teaching her because you're human. You're going to feel things, but you always want it to be productive and you want it to be healthy. And so all of them telling you, I know she's going to grow up being emotionally well adjusted because you're setting an example. So I definitely commend you for all of that. Um, and she's, she's going to be aware those conversations, I love it because she's going to be able to learn how to express herself in a healthier way and think about things, right? You want, she, you, you mentioned about learning how to not just punish and yell and all that stuff, but let her think about the consequences, you know, of her actions and how it affects not only herself, but the other people. I love all of it. <laughs> I love all of that. So I want to ask you to describe certain um activities that you guys do to kind of bond besides some of the things you shared already oh wow for <laughs> bonding time um, yes. actually she's she's slowly getting into sports oh. and um that was just kind of a her bonding with me uh because okay. a lot of times when you know i'm trying to get her mind and that creative space or for her to use her mm -hmm. imaginations. We'll read a lot of books. Um, right. We color, we draw okay. together. Right. Uh, just uh, I'm trying to think of some other things that we've done other than that. Uh, I mean, we play, we play games in the house. Like we love playing Uno and life yeah. and board games and things like that. So that way okay. we're having the fun and we're having the conversations as well. Uh, right. but one of the big kind of bonding things now is her getting into sports. Um, by her own will. Um, okay. I grew right. up playing every kind of sport and yeah. that was a goal of mine was to okay. try to get her to try all kinds of sports. Right. And then as of right now, she is currently in soccer. I have never played soccer. <laughs> okay. I, I played it in pastime in like gym class, but never on an right. official team. And it's become a place of bonding for us because right. as she's learning, I'm learning as well. And the most recent kind of true bonding moment is I asked her, had a conversation about how she felt about the sport, how okay. she enjoyed her season, and if she wanted to continue, you know, participating. And she said yes. And okay. you know, in typical fashion as a parent, you're like, okay, they're just saying yes. They have something right. to do. And right. I made mention to her if she was really enjoying it, then I would, i buy some equipment myself and then we okay. practice together so we could both learn. All I'm right, soccer dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm a true blue soccer dad now. So she uh she said okay, she got really excited. Okay. And I kind of kept asking the questions, kept having the conversation, and her mind didn't change about it. So okay. with that, I held up my end of the bargain. I went and bought some some socks and some cleats and okay. uh, some workout stuff. And That's the past couple weekends, we've been, you know, practicing drills and stuff that I've been learning and stuff that we sit and watch on like YouTube or read okay, about right. articles. So, you know, just kind of walking alongside her. And I had actually recently made a post on my personal page about it just because it was a thought that hit the mm -hmm. moment we started having that practice. And I was kind of able to internally reflect as we were participating. Okay. And the thought was... And I want to make sure I get the words right. Children will follow their eyes more than they will their ears. Mm. So in a lot of the things that you want to teach them, you kind of have to walk it out yourself so that they have that tangible example. There's only so much right. of do as I say, not as I 
I do and all right. that is like they have to see the example of what it is to be organized. They have to see what right. it is to think critically, to strategize, to multitask, to right. whatever it is that you're trying to instill in them. They have to see it by example. And this was a great moment for her to see that with me because, again, I don't know soccer. I have friends that know it. So right. she sees me messaging them or having phone okay. calls with asking questions. Right. And, and you know, going on the, the wonderful university that's free for everybody, Googling YouTube. Right. <laughs> exactly. Logging on there and trying to find everything. So that's been a, a great point of bonding as of right now for this right. kind of new season that we're in. But aside from that, it's just continuous conversation. That, that's right. one thing that I take a step further than just being physically present, but also mm-hmm. being mentally, emotionally, and spiritually present. It's just having those conversations, continuing to have her talk to where she right. feels like she doesn't have to withhold anything or hold anything Absolutely. Back. Right. You have spiritual conversations around God, the Bible, and all of that as well? Yes. And she, <laughs> my goodness, she amazes me. Really? Oh my goodness. She, she has really humbled me, has really had me in my own prayer time. Like I got to step it up. I got to, I got to right. keep my relationship consistent. Yes. Because one of the things that we've done whenever she's in the house, before we go to bed, we would mm-hmm. read uh, a chapter or two out of a children's Bible that she has. And we've yep. finally gotten from front cover to back cover in it. Okay. But throughout our moments of reading, there have been times where we're reading a specific story and she's asking questions and mm-hmm. then she makes a statement coming to her own conclusion. And it's a revelation that I didn't even put together. And it's just like, you know, we know as the word says, out of the mouth of babes. And yes, perfected praise. Like, yes. I'm stuck the next two, three hours. I'm not going to bed like I planned to. She's <laughs> right. sleeping peacefully. I'm right. up. Like deep study. (laughs) Did you just pour? Was that was that for me or was that for her? Was that for both of us? It it wows me every time, and it got to the point where she looks forward to it just because it's you know nighttime with dad, story time with dad. Yeah, looking into it because it's like he's feeding her, but he's feeding me too at the same time. That's right. I'm I'm just as excited for it. I'm just as hungry for it. Exactly. Wait till she get older and then he started giving the word back to you like, oh, I did teach you that, didn't I? The word just... <laughs> I look forward to it because she already has it on my toes. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my God. Uh, what was I just thinking came to my mind when you were talking um, about the spiritual stuff? I wanted to ask you, uh, I had like two questions going on at the same time. Uh, oh, I, I brought me back to my remembrance. Thank you, Lord. I remember earlier you mentioned about the overwhelming response you got from the podcast you did on Latarius podcast. I mean, you, I don't even know if that was, if it's a new experience to you or you kind of shocked about it and then how important this topic is. Yeah, it was, it was very shocking because uh, as I've mentioned to some of my friends and family, this was the podcast experience was long overdue because I was essentially supposed to start a podcast myself years ago um, okay. but because of dealing with my own kind of character development in regards gotcha. to just faith and walking things yes. out I was taking my time I thought I was procrastinating but I now know that he was still kind of grooming me and pruning right. me of things and finally getting to a point where it was like I have to just jump out there I have to just right. do something and lo and behold the timing just lined up to where I got on right. a live with the terrace you know yeah. answered a question, had a discussion, and he ended up inviting me on the podcast. And from there, it's just been a snowball effect. And as far as the actual podcast and the results of that, it was just overwhelming simply because what I've established as a routine for my daughter and myself mm-hmm. was something that was so impactful for so many people. That's what I'm saying. I have to yes. say people because it wasn't just women on there. Right. There were many men. The men. And they were acknowledging that, you know, those type of conversations, those type of affirmations that I yes. spoke to her, that I, you know, responded to Terrace about was something that they've, quote unquote, never heard. Never from heard. Man. I tell you. And it was, 
it was just overwhelming because I know I'm not the only man who thinks, right. walks, talks, and acts like this as far as like right. the spiritual walk, the faith walk. Exactly. But it just seems so few and far in between that it was mm-hmm. almost like it doesn't exist when it was put on camera and recorded. And so just to hear the response of how much that meant to so many people right. you know, that don't share my bloodline, that don't share friendship, but it was right. just literally them you know, viewing that experience. That meant a lot to me because it just showed that good fruit is being bare. Right. That even with my daughter just sitting beside me during the podcast, mm-hmm. it could be witnessed that how I carried myself was resonating with her already. Right. And the way that that helped, healed, free, delivered yes. certain individuals wow. I watched, that was just, it was amazing to me. And it was just also a stirring in me to just keep going, to just right. continue to strive to be consistent with everything that I'm doing. Wow. Yeah. And I was watching how she looked at you with like admiration. And I believe her admiration probably grew even more. I just love that whole looking at, you know, looking at you while you're talking. And I, you know, I like to look at dynamics. That's what I do. Family dynamics. But I just think it was just so awesome because, you know, I'm thinking way ahead how it was going to affect her as a young lady and as a grown woman, women just having that experience with you and having those open lines of communication. I just think it's awesome. And then it's bringing her out too, being more free to talk, you know, having more confidence when it comes to that because she see you doing it and now people watching you from all over like all of that really have a a good impact on on her as well so wow I can imagine some of the I'm expecting I'm probably speaking this to existence but maybe someday you have a a discussion with some fathers either on a podcast or on a zoom you know there's a couple of you guys kind of talking about um this topic and other things as well you know so I'm just saying you know look out you know how God is he surprised it's you. You think you're doing one little thing and it opens up an opportunity for all. He's like, oh my God, now I got to create a schedule. I got. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, but indeed. I want you to talk more about your podcast, which I follow now. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. Uh, and wait and have that experience on being a guest on the Terry's podcast kind of shape or added more content on, you know, for your podcast as well. Oh, wow. Uh, well, my podcast, it is called Hazed clarity and um I want you to break that down I was like hmm, Hayes clarity I want to break that down <laughs> yeah it was it, it, it's it's funny because that name actually was just you know a creative ID for myself okay that I actually started out with as just my personal social media name okay. uh, Instagram right and it was it came about during my own walk in faith and trying to grow in my relationship with God myself. Mm-hmm. And in that journey, it was just always kind of tidbits that really stuck out to me and trying to explain how I connect with God and my relationship with God. Okay. And the name came about just because of a thought that I had one day, just dealing with a lot of storms and confusion and just trying to figure out how in the world do I continue right you know, dealing with this and battling with this. Right. And he explained to me, like, essentially, whenever you're dealing with these struggles, with these battles, when you feel like you're, you know, in this storm or in this fog or in this haze, that's when you're coming after me the most. Mm. And because of that hunger and that thirst, you see what I'm doing in the midst of this. You see the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding that's in the midst of this haze. Right. And because okay. you're gaining that wisdom and knowledge and understanding, even in the midst of the storm, right? you have clarity even when you wow. don't see the end of the storm. And okay. so putting that together, was just like, man, the more I see God and the more I seek God, mm-hmm. the more clear I see myself. And so right. that's kind of where that breakdown comes from. It's haze okay. clarity. It's like, although I'm still in the midst of the storm or the hazy moment, I have clarity because I'm with God. I have clarity because I know I'm his. I know he's with me. Right. And he's just showing me where I'm growing in strength, where I'm growing in my faith, where I'm growing in my resiliency. Right. So that's how the name came about. Hey, okay. And um, the podcast really, it was, it was just my takeoff moment. Uh, okay. After doing that, that recording in that episode with Dear Future Wifey podcast and just kind of getting that feel for it, it was just, it was the the acknowledgement of you're ready. You're okay, right. Prepare for this moment. Um, That's right. And I'm not one that wants to be in front of the camera. I, I like being behind the scenes. I like right, just, right. 
doing what I need to do. And that was even more of a reason to push forward because, you know, in my journey, that was something else that God spoke to me. It was just like, that's why I want you to do it because you have no desire for the limelight, which means you want to lean on me with every instant of it. Exactly. You have to depend on me for every last episode recording that you have because you don't desire to be the face or the forefront of what it is that I need to do. And so it again was a springboard and I'm mm-hmm. three episodes in. I, I'm okay. recording consistently, but I already had the content. Okay. Essentially, but uh, again, it was just the character building that has led to this point, just getting me prepared. And now that I'm prepared, it's like now I'm just kind of flowing through all of my outlines of right. everything that came to mind through my personal walk. So that way I can learn to, you know, relay it within the recordings for, you know, whoever... Right unites with me, connects with me, subscribes or listens, whatever the case may be. Right. Wow. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I remember my uh, my journey. I was like you, even though I I was not, would you say you introvert or ambivert where you can flow both ways or you kind of more, you said more of an introvert on that side or. Um, To be honest, originally I would say I'm an introvert. I was, you know, a hermit, a homebody. I was very kind of to myself. I had a lot of people that I connected with and associated with. But nine times out of 10, it was just kind of like me in my own space. Gotcha. As I've grown, I'm now an ambivert because I've grown oh, right. stronger and just being more open and vulnerable with right. people that I don't know. Right, um, right. And again, you know, this whole experience has definitely changed that to where it's like I have to step out even more. Exactly. So. Right. But it allows me to continue to connect with those that I, in the past, probably wouldn't have connected wouldn't with have. simply because of my own, you know, preference exactly. of being myself. So. Right. Now. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, because I was always an extrovert. However, the leadership in me, God needed to push me out. So what he did was me was put me in situations because if I'm out there, Jai, then I'm going to do what God says, because I don't want to have to deal with conviction and stuff later. Me wrestling can't sleep because I ain't listened to the Holy Spirit all that. I had my share of that growing in the Lord, right? And so he kind of put me out there where it continued to give me the boldness. This is another reason why I'm passionate about this topic because even though I had my physical dads, but like I said, not in the spiritual sense as well. So that's why I asked you about the spiritual conversation you have with your daughter. It's so important. They didn't have that. They, you know, everybody grew up in church, but as they was older, you know, they wasn't really going to church a lot, you know? Yes. And um, so we didn't have that spiritual, I didn't have a spiritual example as father, a dad, right? And so God became that for me. You know, he, that my confidence, my self-esteem, I had some of that, of course, but it got stronger and it increased because of the relationship I had with the father. Mm-hmm. And he put me in positions to show me what I can do and what he deposited in me. And then, you know, he gives you confirmation. People come to me and it's, oh, I see this. I see that. Oh, this, and you know, and oh, I'm like, okay, God. So God was just showing me how he was building me up. And so that's why I told you I had a program called the God Daughters Workshop for teen feet, for teen girls, because I, part of that workshop is to teach them how to allow God to be a father to them and how God can build them up and they can see themselves and how God sees them and, and just build them up. I mean, everything. And I want to, I'm passionate about that, as you can tell. And I wanted, that was the major part of that program, um, being spiritually connected to their dad, whether they had their dad or not. I just wanted them to understand that they're God's daughters and that he will affirm, he will confirm, he'll heal, deliver, like all of that stuff. And so because God has been a father to me, he put me before great men and he opened up doors for me. I've learned to lean and depend on him totally, which is why it's easier for me. Because I remember one time um, I was talking to a, a person a long time ago, a guy, and I remember he said, it was so funny. He said, you seem like the type that if something ever happened and you broke up, you'll be fine. Like it wouldn't really bother you. <laughs> I said, no, listen, if I'm in love with somebody and the relationship broke up, I'll still be hurt like anybody else, but I've learned to trust and depend on the father. I know that I'm going to be okay. I know that he'd be with me through the flood, through the fire, through tears, through aches, through pains, because I've allowed him to be the center of my life and to be the everything and the number one thing. So I will hurt like anybody else, but he is first father, husband, like the Bible talks about. And so I'm so glad that I've learned to allow, to see God as a father in my life. I want other women and young girls to grow up seeing the father that way. Not a, not a God who is far off, aloof. You can't 
get to him. You got to be a certain way. You got to come to him perfect. No, come to him in your fallen, your broken state. He wants a contrite spirit. He wants a heart of contrition where you come to him. And like you saying, you want to stay humble so you can say, but God, and you know, you don't want to puff yourself up and oh, this is me. No, you want to say no, but God, because that's one thing I say to God, God, I can't do it right without you. I'll fall, I'll stumble. I mean, I can't do this. Thing. And that's how I talk. I'm like, we doing this together? Because I can't do it without you. <laughs> what we doing next? What we doing? Okay. I trust them enough that even with the mistakes and I'm doing it, I see it as a lesson. I see it as growth. And so I love that part. I definitely understand that whole journey. But that's why I just want to continue my mission among the other things that I do it's for people to know God that way, to know how Jesus will pursue you. You know, he'll pursue you and find you in that broken place, in that pit, in that uh, dungeon, wherever you find yourself, in that dark space, you know, that you may find yourself, and this is for women and men, wherever you find yourself at, see God as the father. You know, he's a father, someone you can go to, somebody you can catch a tantrum, tantrum. you can you know, throw yourself, roll on the floor, whatever you got to do to get it out, you can vent. He's a counselor. So those are two things that stick out to me. We forget that God is a counselor, which means he's a good therapist. You can vent. You can get it all out. Do what you got to do, baby. A son, a daughter, <laughs> right? And then he'll start to work on you. And I'm like, my, that's the ministry part of me. Like, I just want others to see that in you. <laughs> so when you have a passion like that and desire, you have set your attention on the things of God and you want to please him in all that you do. I, you know, God is going to open up doors and bless you and continue to prosper you in, in all that you do. And that whatever you find your hands to do, God will make that thing grow and prosper. So I commend you for all of that. Now, I want to know what do you do? <laughs> I see you got some entrepreneurial endeavors going on too. Yes, yes. I was um, peeping, I was peeping, I was not. <laughs> <laughs> well, oddly enough, aside from my actual job that pays the bills, it actually gotcha. was kind of like a blessed opportunity for, you know, education and what I'm building outside okay. of work. Okay. And along with the podcast, uh, the podcast is essentially almost like the other half of the coin for me, whereas I'm building a faith-based apparel line. And yes. uh, the clothing line is called Choice, yes. and it's uh, that's pretty much my personal handle on, a, I guess, all social media. media. Okay. I always just think Instagram, but there's more than Instagram. There's right. Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Right. But, uh, choice is spelled C-H-O-I-X, and it's actually the French spelling of it, just because okay. growing up, that was considered the language of love. And yes. so I yes. went with that because of a few things, but... Something that really stuck out to me uh, as I started building it was mm -hmm. realizing that that spelling and the X puts an emphasis on God more so than I realized. And mm -hmm. the reason being is because with certain ways of font, when you look at it, the X looks like a cross. True. So at the okay. end of the day, like what the premise of it is, you want to be, depending on where you stand in your right. faith, Every day that you receive, you're either going to be greater than the world's expectations or less than God's intentions. Right. And it all comes down to the choice that you make or the choices that you make. Right. And I started focusing in more on the X just because every decision you make should point to the cross. All right. If, all right. If your decisions aren't rooted in recognizing what he did for us on the cross right. or contrary to what he was trying to save us from with what he did on the cross, that helps you realize what direction your life is headed, what type of character you're building. Mm -hmm. And so with that, that's what keeps pushing me. And it's, it's a long, hard road because the fashion industry is very, very saturated right now yes. As, yes. Far, as far as that whole endeavor for entrepreneurial aspects, um, but also just other dynamics with it. You know, fashion industry is one of the most leading causes of pollution um, which is something that a lot of people don't realize. So trying to navigate okay. different ways of building that has been a long process, but at the same time, it all came from just my personal relationship with God. Everything that I'm doing, it stems from what he's poured into me to grow right. me as a person, to grow me as his son. So even in those moments where I'm like, man, this is a lot. I don't know if I can keep going. I don't know if I can keep doing it. I know it. <laughs> right. He's right there. He hits me with another okay. you know, nugget of revelation or another nugget of wisdom. And it's like, I just keep pressing. So 
now I'm at the point where I'm just trying to finalize a lot of business aspects of it. Right. Just trying to make sure I get, you know, materials and inventory mm-hmm. and all of that right. good stuff. But there's oh, yeah. so many things in place to where it's just like once that's finally ready to be unveiled, that'll have a snowball effect similar to the podcast experience. And that's Absolutely. why I'm focusing on Hayes Clarity right now, because that'll essentially be like my marketing for choice once it's ready. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. One thing leads to another. And you, when you get behind the business, I like, I got to do this. I got to get this. <laughs> and I got my little side hustles, little small businesses I'm growing and reestablishing now that I'm in a whole nother city. Lord have mercy. But, um, but you know what? It gives you, is a vision. We have a vision. And because if there's a passion attached to it, we'll continue to strive and work towards it, knowing that God will is with us and he'll open up the opportunities and, and, and provide. You know, give us provision, give us favor. <laughs> Let That's me try right. on favor for so many years. Oh my God, I can tell you about the favor of God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, I could not have done this myself or just you just be in the right space at the right time. And God is just awesome that way. So I'm, I'm excited about what he's doing in your life. The podcast, the entrepreneurial endeavors. One day you may be able to quit your career, whatever job you're doing. That's my dream on the side because that will take off and develop a life of its own. You'll be traveling. Okay, let me stop because I'll get into progress. Right. Anyway, I'll take, take it. I'll take it. You're going to be traveling. Flow. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Watch God. Just moving in spaces. Like you said, you this you have an opportunities now that you get to interact with people you probably would have never connected with or networked with or, you know what I'm saying? So you just never know, you know, whose shoulders and who's who has a blessing for you you know, who God has assigned to what you're doing. Cause I always believe there are people assigned to your vision. There are people that God have already lined up. As long as you continue to walk in the way he would have you to walk, you're going to rub shoulders with them. It's not, you know, and God, it's no coincidence. It's like, no, right. <laughs> this is purpose. This has purpose and destiny connected to it. And that's yes, allowed me to continue to, when I feel like, okay, God, this is a lie. Like all this stuff, I wish I would have known a lot of stuff when I was younger, but it's not too late and I'm doing it. But I'm like, oh my God, can I live like another hundred years <laughs> so I can learn so much more? But it's, at the same time, I'm excited about it. It gives me a sense of purpose. I, I tell people to do things that I do because I know what it's doing for me. And like, you know, without a vision, you won't perish, but I know. With the vision, yeah, you won't perish, but without a vision, you will, because you you don't have a sense of meaning, meaningfulness, or peacefulness, or purpose, or something to work towards, or to be excited about. And so, I really that scripture means a lot more now. Like, wow, because there's a vision, that's absolutely what's carried me. That continues to like, right. okay, God, I'm here for something. I'm here for a purpose, and I want to continue. To, to find out more and, and it could be more than one purpose right I always tell people it could be you can have a purpose for this season and then maybe got a shift and now you serve another purpose so it's not just one you know what I'm saying so you know you got any commentaries with that <laughs> oh man so many so many gems in, in that statement I mean like you said when you have a vision and you're walking towards that yes it, it puts you in those positions that will continue on in that vision and to the point of fulfilling that purpose. Right. And it's simply something that I had to learn because, you know, in this day and age with everybody wanting to be entrepreneurs, with everybody wanting to be, you know, the boss, they're seeing what's being done outside of themselves right. and right. culture and society. And they just try to grab at it and latch onto it. And then when they find themselves unfulfilled or unsuccessful, in that aspect, then they're frustrated and right. they want to play the blame game. And of right. course, if they have faith, they, the first thing that their flesh will want to do is blame God. Right. And the reality of it is, is if you get with him, if you spend your time with him and allow him to show you what it is that he wants you to do, that you're able to do, that you're capable of doing, right. when you start in that path, you don't have to go and reach out to anybody. You don't have to go and seek after somebody. They're right. going to be on the path that you're walking to where exactly. they just, in your mind, they just kind of show up. Exactly. They just kind of pop up because you're right. so ingrained and being diligent and obedient. You're exactly. just going to look up and say, hey, this is my right. angel investor. Hey, this is my marketer. Hey, this is my exactly. Hey, this is my executive assistant. Exactly. And you looking for them. They just, to you, popped up because you're so focused right. on God. Exactly. And that's where I feel like everything started for me was just, you know, a prayer life because 
I'm like you. I don't do the whole Father God, holiest art thou. It's like, Dad, I need to know what's going on. Like, right, what, right. What right it's now? a time I'm for that, but right like, now, this yeah, ain't looking like, like what I thought. Is you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm, I'm I'm over here struggling. I'm confused. Right. I don't know what's going on. What am I supposed to do next? Exactly. And that's what he desires because that's an honest, genuine, authentic that's place right. of speaking, of expressing. Exactly. And that's where he wants everybody to get with him at because, like you said, he's a counselor. Exactly. In those moments, it's like, man, I don't know what's going on. I need some wisdom, yes. Jesus is sitting there like, so let's talk about it. Right. <laughs> and as you start pouring it out, which is your prayer right. life, then he gives exactly. you the energy, he gives you the tools, he gives you the resources. And as you continue Absolutely. going after him, it's like you turn into a kid all over again. It's just you like, do. well, dad, what about this? Well, dad, what about that? Come on. You, you start asking all kinds of questions. And he's going to answer you. It may not be the answer you want all the time, but the reality of it is right. you start leaning on him. You may not emotionally like the answer all the time or physically right. like the answer all the time, but you know it's for your greater good to where right. it's like, okay, that's a no here, but that just means that's cleared out the way so I can see what the yes is as right. I keep going with him. And well, wait a minute. What about when he don't answer in the time you want him to? Like, hello? <laughs> Yeah, that that was something that was a big big Wait struggle for me. On the Lord, was, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, I that and that was my personal battle. I was super impatient. It was just like, oh, right. I got an idea. Let's go, hundred percent. Put them all into it. Just like, yes. calm down. There's a lot of stuff Pump you got to right, work right. on. Right. <laughs> up to that point. Let, let's get there. Let's get a rhythm going. And that's yes. that's the word that I use most often now because so many people have kind of tainted words that we would want to use to express. That's what we're right. trying to express in a purpose it's like right. when a lot of people will hear the word consistent they immediately think perfection now right so when right. things don't work 100 right for x amount of days or x amount of moments right it's not perfect which means it's not working which means i don't need to be doing it that's far from the truth right consistent just means you have a steady rhythm to where if something doesn't work out at that moment or at that time you just mm -hmm. keep going because eventually it will Exactly, and exactly, exactly. That's where, you know, folks like us who walk in faith differ from those in society because right. walking by faith means this yeah. is what you told me, this is what I'm doing. It right. may not look like it right now, right. but something in me, or for those in faith, someone in me is right. letting me know this is what I need to keep doing. Exactly. Because in due time or in due season, that success that achievement this, that accomplishment is going to happen so yes that's why we can easily look crazy to folks that's why we can easily look like yeah. we're time to folks or you should give up that's taking too long what you doing <laughs> yeah it's just all that's doing is just weeding out those that have been a hindrance to the Delicious. diligence that he desires from your life so right all I, all I just tell people is keep going keep going keep going because if there's a moment where you feel like you're not supposed to be doing it anymore. If that truly is the case, he will let you know. Right. Because Absolutely. he will bring that to an end so he can begin something else. But if you get no type of answer and you feel like he's being silent when nothing's going right, right. That means he wants you to keep going because now you're in character building mode. Exactly. Now it's, it's time for you to recognize like, okay, this is where I need to fine tune my focus. This is where I need to fine tune my strategy. So that way, when that resistance or that rejection comes along, you're not phased right. by it. It's just like, okay, have a nice day. God bless you. Peace and blessings to you. Pray the Lord. The right. Lord is going to shine upon you. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Pray the Lord. That's right. And all that haze got to give you that clarity. Oh, my God. There you go. There you Absolutely. go. Sometimes you got to wait for it, too. That's not always easy, you know. <laughs> we don't try not to paint the perfect picture of being believers. It's like, no, sometimes we get like a little, all right, God, is. I, I shared with a coworker a couple of uh, weeks ago. You know how we always say he may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. So, you know, I like to challenge sometimes. I'm like, he's not always on time. So they was like, yes, he is. I said, he's on his time, but he's not always on my time. Because there's times I was believing God for something. It could be money for some breakthrough. It didn't happen. The, the deadline passed. It might have, yeah. I might have needed God for a bill or something, you know, in the past. And the deadline passed. So it came, but it didn't came in the time. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, God knows I'm humorous and I'm joking. It's like, God, you know, that wasn't, I'm like, I don't know. I, I beg the difference now. He come on time. But he come on his time and he comes at the right time and it's always perfect. However, 
our time is like, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm like, I like you say, he don't answer you the way you want him to answer you, but he answer. And then sometimes, like, I like when I talk about Job a lot and what Job went through, I say, you know, I've learned when I was going to, I'm taking a class in seminary. We was talking about how Job didn't, God didn't really answer Job, but God responded to Job. And then we had to really read and dig deep. I was like, oh, that's true. Okay, okay. He responded to him. And he said, well, where were you when I did this and put the sun here and, and, and all of this? Where were you at when I did? Uh, okay. He responded to him, but he didn't necessarily answer him. But, you know, the answer came when God just manifests all these things and got Job got back double, you know, more than he had before and all that other kind of stuff. But but look what he had to suffer as a believer, getting sick, getting boils, losing family. That's not, I, God, this wasn't part of what I signed up for. That's a whole nother podcast, but <laughs> this is not what I signed up for. So it is not easy. And anything you want um, like they say, you know, it takes a several amount of trials and different tribulations we go through, you know, when you anointed and God got some for you, it's, it's not easy. And, and then some things that's even more difficult when you was talking about how God will move people out of your life, they can be distractions or whatever. They're not good for you where you're going. They might've served the purpose at that time. And I don't know if you've experienced this and I had to learn this. In the beginning, it kind of hurt because I'm a people person. I love people. I have a passion. But there was times I've learned that you have people for a season in your life that you really connect with. Nothing bad happened, nothing dysfunctional. And you want to hold on them to for life. And God said, no, that person was there for a season. And because you just realize after a while, you're no longer really interacting. But nothing happened. It's just like space became between you. And it's like, I really like that person. And God let me know. That was for that time, you know, for that season, for that time. But I moved me this way. I have to learn to do that because I love everybody. Come on, y'all. Let's all <laughs> like I'm the lady after church on Sunday. I will have dinner at my house. Everybody's welcome to come over and feel at home, you know. But of course, you learn being a believer that, you know, there's a season for things and then you can't bring everybody into your inner court and in your inner camp and all that stuff. It's like, OK, God, because you'll start to show you who's for you, who's against you, giving you yep. clarity. You know, because he knows more than we know. And you realize, okay, this person can't go with you where I'm taking you. They, they're not going to be able to accommodate or compliment all these things. I'm like, okay, God. So now you have a piece about it because you know you're in the will of God, bottom line. Okay, God, you know what's good for me. Now my prayers, you know what's best for me. You know who's best for me. And what I can't see, God, I need you to reveal or to move. You know, if I'm in any entanglement that I don't need to be in. And I could, that could be a coworker or a friend or whatever. You can move it because, you know, we don't know everything. So, all right, God, lean not to that own understanding. <laughs> That's it. Right, that path, right? In all of our ways, we acknowledge him. So. That's it. Well, there's, so, there's so many moments where it, it, and I don't know if this is something that many people have experienced or are willing to talk about, but there are moments where it, it like you said, it'll be some really good people that you connected with and want to be with for the long haul. Right. And it's just like, that's for a season. That's one of the hardest parts. And yes. one of the hardest parts it was for me because it's, I'm a natural encourager. Like that's right. me within everybody that I know and encounter. Like I'm always the one that's encouraging something and motivating yes. something. Right. And then it's like, when you have those moments of receiving that, it's just like, man, that that's a change of pace. I really like that. And when you yes. want to keep it around and, and it doesn't happen, that that's hard. But right. you have to understand that was a moment for you to be built up. So that way, if that doesn't happen again, you know, to either come to me or, you know, like right. hey, encourage yourself because there's going to exactly. be moments where it has to be just you. And that's not even with just David because our Lord and Savior, Jesus, even that's he right. had the moment where he had to be by himself right before he was crucified. Absolutely. He took the disciples to a certain point. Then he had his three closest ones come a little bit further. Right. And at that point, he had to go in by himself. Exactly. There has to be a certain point in time where you have to get strong enough where if it's just me for a moment or if it's just me for a season, right. it's for a purpose. It's for me to be built up to where I can withstand until the next season where I have to do exactly. it again. Because yes. there, there are cycles of all of it. And regardless of what so many people want to think as much as we love everybody, as much as we want the best for everybody seasons in our own individual lives require what I call solitude and not isolation. Yes. yes. Isolation is like trying to push you away or put you by yourself in a negative sense. But solitude right. is like God saying, I need my one-on-one -on -one time 
Absolutely. As, as your bridegroom. If you are my exactly. bride and I am yes. the bridegroom, I need my one-on-one time. That's and where I that's love it. Love it. From. So that was that was just my approach. That was my realization of it. And my experience kind of correlates, not necessarily with like you had mentioned with Joe, but mine was more like Gideon. Because again, okay. I don't like being in the limelight. So okay. you know, I was just like, huh, who me? <laughs> and then all of a sudden the people start coming to like encourage and like without even realizing it, they're speaking right. to what he's already shared to me. And I'm just like, okay, I get it. All right, I'm doing it. Okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna right. do it. But then the people start kind of going their own ways or disappearing, yes. or we start disconnecting. And I'm like, what in the world is happening? I thought life is changing. Yes. Yeah, it's like, God, you send these people to me to speak into me. It's like, so why aren't they staying? It's just like, no, I just needed them to reaffirm what I've already spoken to you. So that way you yes. can keep going. Exactly. And now that I'm at that point where I'm willing to keep going, keep fighting, keep battling, when I have my moments of being in solitude, right? You know, I think that as that's me and his one-on-one time. That's my intense prayer time. That's my worship time. That's my study time. Right. And absolutely. So poured out in those moments. It's like now I have a new understanding of write the vision and make it plain. Because yes. there's so much that you poured out in that solitude time. It's like I gotta keep writing this down because. It's not just a one track of, okay, well, let me just deal with you about peace. It's like, no, right. I'm going to piece of peace here, but then I'm going to talk okay. about comfort, and I'm going to talk about resilience, and then I'm going to talk about, you know, righteous indignation, what it's like to be angry for the right reason. Like, right. I'm going to give you all these bits and pieces, and then we'll circle back to those when right. we need to. And that's kind of where all of my ideas came from. That's where all of my podcast content has come from, is just my study time, my devotion time. Right. And having those moments of, wisdom and re- revelation excuse me i was like i gotta write this down because i'm not gonna remember this because right I'm gonna I, get two, I do three the same more thing throughout. yeah it's like i gotta get i'm gonna get two three more at the end of the day exactly for the day he might give me like 15 or 20 tomorrow so right. it's like i gotta keep writing this stuff down and then exactly. over time you won't even realize it but you just start walking all of it out and you exactly. start expressing it without even you know for and i don't mean this in a, in a harsh way to anybody but it's like not everything is going to be thus saith the Lord. And the Lord told me, it's like, you're just going to be living. You're just going to be having conversations. Right. And you're going to hit somebody in the right way. It's going to prick their heart or quicken your spirits where they're going to turn and look and say, how in the world did you come up with that? How right. in the world did you do that? How did you survive that? And that's when you have that moment to just point back to God and just like, that's all what he poured into me on right. Tuesday. And right. <laughs> that's exactly. what he poured into me in 2020. That's what he poured into me exactly. in 2015. So yes walking it out authentically that's been that's like the premise of everything that i do now because for so long we've had the religious side of it to where it's like it's kind of tarnished the the desire for the relationship side of it right and exactly the, the the relationship side is what we really need right now and that's what's resonating with so many people now yes because now they're getting more of the experiences they're getting more of the trials and errors and people being vulnerable enough to share the errors. That's right. Yes. I love it. So that that is my approach to it. And, you know, like you said, it's not easy. It's not, it's not, you know, just peaches and cream and and something that we always co-sign with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've told this to one of my friends. I was like, the world says only the strong survive. No, the real statement is only the strong walk in faith. Right, exactly. Because you can easily do a lot of stuff in the world and just get by, but to really get the best out of life, you have to walk by faith. You got to deal with and do some things that are completely out of what you consider comfortable. Exactly. That's the endurance. The race is not given to the swift, neither the battle to the strong. We know how to say it's the one that endure. you enduring. You, <laughs> you know, you, you're you like a, a soldier. You're, you're uh, consistent and you stand steadfast, always abounding, and you know, and then that's when you get stronger and stronger, and then God, you know, you'll be an example for other people coming up in the faith, and that's why I always love the elders, I always love talking to the older people in church, hearing their, their wisdom, you know, and you just, there's certain pillars of people in the church, I just remember that some people, you know, they remember for their prayer, if you go to mother, a brother, someone, so you know, they're going to go before the Lord, as they always say, I went before the Lord, and you know, you know, they're going to sit right. in his presence and get stuff, and so there's people, you know, they're like anchors, like I can go to them, because they're consistent in their faith, and they've been through some things, you know, so man, I'm telling you, we can have like multiple podcasts, <laughs> <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it, so look, you, you, do, do y'all guys hear a theme? This is something I always share with people, John. I talk about how there's always a theme that's 
on you, whether you know it or not. And a lot of times that's an indicator of your purpose and your passion. And it follows you no matter where you go. People always see it on you. They see it. You speak it. It permeates out of your spirit. I mean, no matter where you go, somebody will see that same thing. And they ask you a question. You're like, why people keep asking me if I got a church or if I'm preaching? Because it comes out. And so I was hearing while you was talking. I'm like, okay, thank God we had our, um, our clarity coach today. Get clear with Jai. <laughs> I like that. I like That's that. That's what I do, right? I, you know, I pull out, you know, in my coaching, pull out um, strengths and, and things. And people, sometimes they hadn't realized that they have like, oh my God, how do you see that? I'm like, no, that, that's just me. In the church or in, in ministry, it comes out and prophetically, right? But then it's still, whatever gift and anointing is on, no matter what atmosphere or environment you're in, it's still going to come out some form of fashion. And so I know that part of the gifting you know, it's two sides to prophecy. There's the foretelling and there's the foretelling. Now, God to use me in both, but the foretelling, as you talked about being encouraged, is speaking life into people and life into things and, and, and just putting God's word on it. And, you know, that's the part of prophecy. Like, no, we speaking forth these things because if something God showed me, you know what I'm saying? It comes out. And, and then when people start thinking about like, pay attention to where you go, Pay attention to the way people respond to you, the impact and the influence you have on people. You're going to see that theme like, okay, everywhere I go, I get the same type of, I'm like, we're we so busy. Like you're saying, we don't spend enough time in God. We get busy. There's moments I'm like, okay, God, I got off track. You know, I remember going in the room every day, praying, get the all out, <laughs> like all the time. And you get busy because he don't open up them doors for you, but then he got to pull your coat to like, okay, come on back. I need you to need you to have several seats and we need to commune together, you know, so he knows when to get our attention. <laughs> well, the crazy thing is about that, I, I've had that same sentiment for years. And then I just had this one like moment that really hit me. It was just like so many people in faith have that rhythm or they have that part of their story where they feel like I used to do this all the time. I used to pray all the time. I used to read all the time. And I feel like I've gotten away from that. And I feel like he's trying to get my attention. And I feel like he definitely is trying to get our attention. However, the way it was presented to me and it brought such peace to me, it was just like, how, did, how do people word it? They always want to say, I want to die empty. Meaning I, I, I don't want to die with anything that yeah, he yeah. gave me. So that's what he does on a daily. That's why... Right. It's give us this day our daily bread because right. he gives you something for that day or that season. Right. And he wants you to empty that out and how you're living. So when you get to those moments where it's like, man, I haven't prayed in a while or I haven't sat with him in a while, it's like, he's okay with that because he's right. emptying you out of everything that he poured into you at that point. So now exactly. that you're empty, it's like, now I need to give you a fresh feeling. Now I need to give exactly. you a fresh pour so that way you can overflow in this next tenure. So that way, when you feel like you're coming up on empty again, you right. recognize you're coming up on the end of that particular season of revelation, right. that season of wisdom. So receiving that in a moment where I felt completely exhausted from just everything, physically, mentally, emotionally, right. circumstantially, I was just like, man, I, I feel like I'm just all the way out of whack. And you're just like, no, you just give, you've given out all that I gave to you. Now it's right. time for you to get a fresh pour of what right. I need to do next. Right. You fulfill what I need to do, to do in that time. Now right. I need you to keep going with a fresh angle, with a fresh approach. Right, and right. Looking at it from that aspect, I, I now get excited when I talk to people and they're like, man, I'm just tired. Or man, I'm just exhausted. It's just like, you about to get something overwhelming coming your way. And right, right. funny because it kind of lines up, oddly enough, on a post that I just recently made on my Instagram, which is like, when you feel, you know, confusion, frustration, trials and tribulations and storms are consistent, Right. That means something good is close by and yeah. it's just trying to tire you out, wear you out. But it's really, let me just empty you out so I can right. refill you for the next, the next round of these battles because right. you're already victorious. You just need to know why you're victorious. And exactly. that's what the is all about. Right. And you can feel in your spirit with something. I can feel like, God, God you get, you doing something that's getting ready to happen. Always feel it in the gut. But then, you know, yep. uh, what you're saying is so true. But then you notice those other seasons where you know certain things are not going a certain way because you're getting too busy where you're pulling away. You're not people, it took them, it took all they needed to do in the past to get to that, that the anointing that they operate in or what they had and never, and it's just the intention of not ever wanting the busyness to supersede God. 
like keeping him center where, oh, I'm not even consulting him anymore. I'm consulting everybody else. Now I got everybody else opinions and stuff in my spirit. So just those little moments like, okay, I need to plug in because I have been off my post. <laughs> and like you said too, I, I, I love both. He giving me enough word or us enough word for a season to hold me for these situations I'm going through or whatever I'm doing at the time. And then you, like you said, there's a time for refreshing, getting back to this person. He can pour right back into me because we have let out everything that he's given us for that season. And now, okay, got something else getting ready to happen. What I need to be still for a moment sometimes. So you can tell me what I need to be doing, you know, at that moment, but he's good. He knows how to work with his children. You know, he knows us. That's what I love about, you said, relationship he has with all of us. You know what I'm saying? Because he, he knows all of us. He knows who he needs to reel back in. He knows the ones who maybe he have already given everything to. They keep, they need a little more reassurance. You sure it's okay, you got to go now? He's like, I'm giving you, go, go, go. You're going to be good, like Jeremiah. Don't worry about the people's faces. Open your yeah. mouth. I'll give you the words to say. Don't let them worry about you because you're young. I got you. You know, all of that. That's <laughs> okay, right. Josh, That's I right. got to go. We'll be talking <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I enjoy, unless you have anything else you want to say before I end. No, I just want to thank you again for this opportunity. I, I so appreciate it. I'm, I'm overwhelmingly honored because I resonated in such a way to, you know, want to have me on and, and speak awesome. further and just break bread and, and sharpen one another. So yes. uh, again, I'm, I'm completely honored by it and I appreciate it. Uh, you are so welcome. I'm so glad you took, and I know we kind of went away from the father, mother, but it was still good because I talk about all the things, but it's still about the father's presence in our life and how he teaches us to be. I did want to mention one thing when you was talking, it just came back to my remembrance now, but how now that you're, you know, when you become a parent, you understand the relationship more between God and us. I'm like, okay, God, now I really get yes. that the parenting you know, who the father is to us and how he got so many different children. And we all so different and how he deals with each of us. And so in your parenting, you find yourself like, okay, God, you know, really leaning on him, but seeing the, you mentioned the bride, I'm always talking about that too, the bride and the bridegroom, you know, and, and how he loves us so much and the sacrifices and all that stuff. And then when you're parenting, you really get to know more to me. I felt like who God is and his relationship with us. I'm like, this is deep. It's like forever learning, forever learning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Love that, it. that example is to the fullest. And it really, it was another moment of personal clarity, but it was also a moment where I literally broke down in wow. years because, you know, when you, when you have a child, I mean, the moment you see him, it's just like, that's my son. That's my daughter. Right. Right. They mean the world to you. Everything changes. Yes. Everything is, you know, I want to do all I can to bring the best out of my child. Yes. And all that has happened is they've come into the world. Right. Right. The only thing that they've probably done is cry. <laughs> right. That's about it. But they've done nothing else. Right. And like you said, it, it shows the relationship that God has with us. Yes. It made me think of Christ when he got baptized. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Heaven's parted and a voice speaks, this is my son in whom I will please. Yes. Christ hadn't performed a miracle. Okay. Christ hadn't gone to the cross. Right. Christ hadn't bled yet. All he did was get baptized. Right. All because the only thing he did was submit himself to yep. God's will. Exactly. And immediately he was told he is my son in whom oh, I please. will please. That's what parenting is like. Where my my child has not done anything, but they mean the world to me, and I love them yes. regardless. Now I want them to make the best decisions consistently. Yes. Even if they don't, that's still my child. I'm still yes. gonna want the best for them, and I'm gonna do all that I can. And that's what God does. And yes. so that's the one thing that I, I I always stress with people is like, even if you feel like you're in the worst position, you feel like you're in your rock bottom, He still loves you. That's he's right. right there with That's you. right. And the moment you turn to him, he's just as happy as he was when you were struggling because now he knows that you're putting yourself in a position or a direction to have better than what got you to this point that has exactly. you uh, in better position to where you don't experience the rock bottom anymore. That's you right. don't have to do anything. The only time you start working is because you're expressing what you now receive from him. That's what right. to me, faith without works is dead means. It's, if you're just working the work and you're just performing, right? That makes you look a certain way. That's still dead works. But when you're right. expressing this from faith, when you're 
wanting the best for somebody, when you're praying for somebody because there's a genuine concern and a compassion, that's the works that he wants because it's coming from a place where you're now reflecting what you got from me. Exactly. Right. I love it. I love it. I love it. See, we brought it back. We brought it back. There you go. There you go. I love it. Oh, my God. Um, so, you know, anytime you want to guess for your podcast, I'm here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Here. As soon as we get to that point, I definitely I got, I got a list going for sure. All righty. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me today. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I hope you got something out of this. I know it was for somebody. You know, I always tell people, eat the meat, spit out the bones. And some things may not apply now to you. Well, a lot of stuff we said applied to everybody because we talked about our faith and walking God in a relationship that not only we have with our children, but that God has with us. But I mean, certain situations and things, sometimes I always say like the older people, just keep living, just keep living, live a little longer. And because I know you, you can pull on some messages you've heard in the past like one popped in my head when you were speaking earlier when you said you know I talked about there's no no coincidences and you were saying you think in your mind it just popped up and I heard remember T.D. Jake said no you just like stumble into your blessing God just set it up where you just stumble it was there (laughs) (laughs) I love it and then how Noah Jones is like God's gonna make you laugh he's gonna make you laugh out of all of this but I hope everybody was blessed you got something that was good for your soul for your spirit and for your emotions until we meet again everybody I wish you the best be intentional about living life on purpose living life with a a sense of peace from God, knowing that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, you know, and I'm that Christian life coach. So I gotta, I gotta give glory to God. I gotta lift him up in all that I do because I don't know how to do anything else. And so it's about being authentic. And when you're authentic in God, you and knowing who you are in God, you will live life on a more higher level, meaning with a more sense of peace and knowing who you are and knowing whose you are. So with that note, We'll talk to you guys again. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, all of those good things. Leave your commentaries in the comment section because I do read them. And let me know what you got out of this. Follow Jai on, okay, mention your social media platforms. Can't forget that. Oh, well. Uh, well, on all social media platforms, uh, the best place to follow me would be Hayes Clarity. H-A-Z-E-D-C-L-A. R-I-T-Y. That's on everything. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube, all that stuff. You can just find me at Hayes Clarity on everything. Awesome. All right, guys. Bye.